Welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Nay. I'm Sam. I'm Michael. I'm Brennan. Hi. Hey. And today we have another very special guest for y'all. Another repeat guest um, after had to have her back by popular demand. Um, Jen Mormon. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hi. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hey. Do you want to let everyone remind everyone? who you are sure they didn't listen to that episode which they should which is our alien three episode yes yes uh also i have a new job so it's different anyway yeah um i am now assistant professor of queer media and civic engagement at fordham university cool yes So I'm actually moving to New York in like four days. Wow, <laughs> that's so exciting. That Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And that's Thank really you so cool. much for fitting us into that <laughs> very tight window. I had to make it work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm also a co-host of my own podcast, When Animals Attack podcast. Um, yeah, that's about all you need to know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't listened, go back and listen to the Alien, Alien 3, three. Episode. Yeah. Yes. I believe that one's called so Live great. in the Discomfort, it right? Yes. Yeah. It's a great episode. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 I think it's everybody's, right? It, it has All become of our, one, of our like one of the pillars of Queer Wolf that we talk about the most. It is. Yeah, yeah we reference it on, yeah, on for episodes. Sure. And, so the bar's high today. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Um, it's nice to see you all. Nice to see you. you. Thank you. Uh, what's everyone been watching or reading? I finished Stranger Things. Okay. How it do you took feel? Brian and I a while. I loved it. Yeah. I really loved the new season. It really did a really pushed. Okay. <laughs> There's so much to say because I loved it so much. It actually started slow to the point where I'm like, oh, like kind of bummed. But by episode three, I was like, okay, I get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it did two things that the second season didn't do. It furthered the story. And like made like the second season just kind of happened. I felt like the third season, like it made sense why it happened and like it pushed the characters forward and it was really emotional and funny and like just the new dynamics that they discovered season two did a really good job of discovering new dynamics with the characters. And then season three really perfected those dynamics like Steve and Dustin fucking hilarious and the addition of maya hawk is like just genius did you watch yes. it oh, oh my God, yeah I fucking love her yes love her agreed i'm like put her in everything i remember <laughs> feeling like some of the kids after watching season two i'm like ah these new characters feel a little shoehorned for mm-hmm. me Same. season three did not feel like that they were well integrated and the new characters were awesome mm. billy had a reason to exist yes. <laughs> i felt and then i'm blanking on his sister's name who ended up becoming best friends with Levin, which i loved i'm yes. like yes yeah. um she was great I, you know, I didn't care for Hopper until I realized like he's just totally suffering from massive PTSD. Yeah. Um, and I just love fucking Winona Ryder. Yes. She's so great. Yes. Forever. That one scene where Billy is, it might be when he's first introduced on the show. In, in season, season two? Or no, the in season, season three. in the pool? Yeah. When so he walks over in the pool. It's so much. It's such a gender reversal. I realized it because the next day, the summer, I was teaching a class on sex in the cinema at UCLA. And uh, the next day, I had to teach. 
And I was teaching um, The Girl Can't Help It, that 50s movie mm-hmm. where she walks down the street and everyone's like ejaculating. <laughs> <laughs> this is that scene, but it's a man. And it just made me realize how infrequently you see that. And I, I don't know. It was pretty cool. That. And I loved, um, we've got a queer character now on the show. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, I don't know. I cried yeah. in the final episode. It's so emotional. Did you watch it yet, Nay? Mm-hmm. It's so good. I know. I like two episodes. So I was talking to Chris Landon about it recently and I go, what do you think the budget on that was? And he goes, it was a fucking blank check. Yeah. It is the prettiest television yeah. show I think ever made this season. Agreed. Like season one looked good. Season two looked good. It's unbelievable how great season three looked. Such amazing like eighties aesthetic. Yeah. It's just awesome. And like having a full working mall. Yes. Like, for no reason than other, as Brian would say, he's like, they're just showing off now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I really loved it, and um, I can't wait for the, the next season. Did which... you guys live in places where you used to hang out at malls? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, like, Fourth of July yes. was a big deal where I grew up, too. Totally. Like, a fair yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. maybe miss hanging out at malls, which is, like, not a thing to miss. And also the it's... Terminator. <laughs> and also the Terminator clone in it was super hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they like, I don't know, that's hard. That's a like a small needle to thread, like really essentially recreating the Terminator. Yeah. He was essentially the Terminator without the this metal skeleton underneath. And it worked. Yeah. I loved it. So yeah. Maybe I'll finish it. I nope. don't know so, if I was going to. Did you say you got two episodes into the new season or into the yeah, first? No, into oh, the okay. New season. That's okay. kind of. Yeah. I was kind of like hang. Brian and I kind of had a lot of hang time. Three, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, right, I, I just need uh-huh. to. And, and I hate that shows kind of do that now. But yeah, it's no, also it's like fine. I'm not even hating. I'm like sometimes it just the mood isn't hitting me right. But mm-hmm. no, I I'm gonna check it out. Totally yeah. feel that. Like I didn't get past two episodes into season two. Um, don't blame me. I decided. You know what? I don't need this in my life. And I'm not one of those people who, like, I don't think I'm cool because I didn't watch Stranger Things season three because that's mm-hmm. such a pointless thing to think. Right. Um, but I did feel such a a weight lifted off me when I realized <laughs> I don't have to watch Stranger Things. I kind of want to now because you're selling it. Yeah, but also, it's really good. I do it's feel really like good. so like loosey goosey and free. I'm like, you know what? Season two out of my life and it, out of my hair like just moving I will down the street. tell you this it does connect to season two in ways that you probably don't need to see season two to get it but it actually made me appreciate season two mm-hmm. more for what they built in that season and really nailed home in season three i think they course corrected really well okay. season one is my favorite season just from the pure fact that it was such an original cool yeah uh-huh show but i think season three at the end of the day is probably the best season so far it, I agree. It evoked the most nostalgia for me. I don't know. And just just really, emotion. Yeah. Emotion, like sobbing at times. Especially since I'm literally moving right now. I Which mean, is a I'm theme. Kind of yeah. Man, but oh my God. Yeah. It's like ripping my heart There's out. There's a theme of just growing up throughout yeah. the whole season. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I saw my friend tweet like about being fucked up after the ending. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like what happened? You yeah. Know? I cried pretty hard last night at the, oh in the God. final episode. I Brian was too. like, are you okay? I'm, like, yes, <laughs> I'm actually very okay. I just, the show has just made me very emotional. It's oh. cute. As you would say. Okay. <laughs> and also Erica, uh, best character ever. Can't spell America without Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Love her. Yeah. I actually tweeted when I was watching it that I want a spinoff series with her and Julian from the new Halloween movie 
where they solve crimes together and shit talk teenagers. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I wasn't sure about her character at first. Same. I thought it was going to be like her. stereotypical kind mm. of like sassy black girl, like whatever. Um, then I was like, okay, cool. She's the math nerd. That mm. makes it a little better. And then by the end, I, yeah, I think she was really great. Yeah. Anyone else? No, I haven't seen it. I didn't mean it. What else are <laughs> her people watching? But now I'm even more interested. Yes, <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. I think you'll love it. So I watched The Haunting, the 1963 version, and it's kind of wild because I can't believe I've never seen it. And I love queer horror. And I'm like, people tell me anytime, like, it's just one of those things that's like, oh, you haven't seen it. And then I kind of cower and I'm like, yeah, but Catherine Zeta Jones is really good. In the movie. <laughs> but it's super queer. It's like, I can't believe I'm. I just I, I kept I screaming at the so TV. Confused. The haunting because there's the haunting, the haunting of Hill House, the house on Haunted Hill. Yes, this one's the best of the bunch. I which one Hot did I just say? I loved it. I have to say, there's a character named Theo. She just wears all black and she tells people off. She's clearly a lesbian, but because mm-hmm. of you know that nearing the end of Hayes Code, she's also got ESP. So whenever they talk about her being unnatural or an abomination, <laughs> you know they're talking about her ESP. <laughs> so it's just like it's fucking wild, and just like everybody gets these characters can be themselves, and uh, especially Theo in a way that I don't see in other older queer-coded horror films. So, mm-hmm. And it's uh, beautiful. Yes! It's really beautifully shot. There are some camera movements that I'm like, well, wait, what? <laughs> I yeah. thought this was, I mean, I don't know why I just assumed it was going to be not trash, but just, you know, a popcorn <laughs> flick. It is a beautiful film. Yeah. Those and, old ones are great. I saw House on Haunted Hill recently. I just had to look up because there's so many of the mm-hmm. same. But it's very similar in the sense it's gorgeous. Mm. There's some cool themes running throughout it. It's kind of scary. The Vincent Price one? Yeah. That's okay. so good. I hadn't seen it in forever, and I saw it on, in a theater. See, I've only okay. seen the older, or sorry, the remake of that one as well. But the I've seen the remake um, like 10 Brid- times. Bridget uh, Wilson and uh, and uh, Lisa Loeb. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the most yeah. important part of that film. Uh, <laughs> Lisa Loeb. That one day at Horrorland intro where they're this uh, killer amusement park. What is this? Yeah, I always laugh cool. at that because I'm like, as soon as one person goes on that, people are going to know what this ride is. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they like, publicly state what happens, people are going to know. Living. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Should Brennan go last because of? <laughs> I, I do have another. Marathon. I do have another marathon entry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, <laughs> um, as you should. It's a marathon, you know. <laughs> um, I watched a couple things. I watched the first season of American Horror Story again, and I mm-hmm. haven't rewatched that one in a long time. I usually watch four and five, mm-hmm. um, even though I love one. Did but, you love um, that again? Yes, I loved it even more which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> it's um, so luxurious. It is. And you know, I, I've like driven by the house a couple times. Mm-hmm. So uh, like, I think that's so cute. I love that we can do that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so that was good. But then I also watched the quiet room. Oh, that's and- my heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to spoil any of it for anybody, but I, I, it was so good Maybe. and people should watch that yeah. right fucking now on shutter yep i it made me think i was like oh should all horror movies be less than like right under 30 minutes long or <laughs> because i it was so it's like a great episode of television it, yeah it was like i didn't 
get distracted for 20 minutes by my phone and like realize I was still watching a movie, um, you know, and I'm like, oh, this directed is by perfect. Sam. Yes. Hello. Directed by Sam. So written, and, written and directed by Sam. Written and, directed. <laughs> and Sam did not tell me to say these things. Um, he told I me almost, to tell you. <laughs> I almost texted him at three in the morning when I finished it to be like, this is fucking good. By the way, just so you know, and I don't know if I speak for everybody, but you can text me at any time in the night. That's one of my favorite things is waking up in the morning and seeing Nay's name. On oh my, my god, phone. being like this crazy bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what was this late night bitch doing? Uh, I know. You know, sometimes I email our pictures to Brennan instead of texting because I'm like, shit, it's two a.m. Before I know it, so I'm gonna email because it just feels like more polite. But people don't have like ringers on anymore. I turn oh, yeah. my phone on. You're not, not disturbed. Like, like my mom's the o'clock. only one that has like a full ringtone for her text messages. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> please, how can you stand that all day? Yeah. Full ringtones. No, that's all, that's super considerate though. Like, don't you will not wake me up personally. Yeah. Um, but like, I like uh, it'll be nine thirty, and I'll be like, can I text them? Are they going to be awake? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's stressful. You don't want to ruin someone's REM cycles. Yeah, I don't know what I'm I just. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> was almost text Sam because it was just really good, and also it was just really exhilarating to watch like a queer black story. I was like, how did did I know what I was getting into before I started this? I was, it was like really moving. I loved it. Yeah, so Sam is like, like y'all, it. I, 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 am, I mean, it's because it's like really exciting to hear you talk about it for and someone, like it. Yeah, I know, it's but also like I'm a little a uncomfortable because I'm like, ah. right? It's a lot for someone to like, you know. But I'm sure you're used to it by this point. Means but. so much to me. I mean, being on this so week after good. with you, and I love the things that you have to say about films. You are so. I, it, it was. I it, mean, well, it was good. And the biggest compliment, like you saying that you didn't want to be on your phone, like I mean, fuck, dude. I mean. That's a re- that's real because that's me on so many things and yeah. I, like side story that I probably thought I'd never really like publicly talk about but um, when I like did the we screened the quiet room for the thesis committee one of the bo- one of the old white dudes who are, uh, empowered the school picked up his phone and started texting in the theater in front of me during the kiss you know when the two men oh, kiss uh, yes I do and it's you know um, two, two men of color kissing and I heard an audible groan and then I heard uh, and the other guy took out his phone oh, and that's the and that's my that's the committee yeah so you know to, that's like the climate so but i would yeah. like to say this <laughs> i um the advice i was given was to take that scene out mm-hmm. of the film and shutter is using that very image to I, promote the film beautiful that's the image. is that the screen grab it's i took beautiful uh is it's where, like the white background Ugh. the two men kissing i can't remember which one i posted oh did you I'm pretty sure I posted one on Twitter. You oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, because it looked like my screen. Sorry. We, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just thought it was. You were like, "Holy shit!" It's with all those other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, it's um. Yeah. Oh, that was just solo. that was just the solo. Yeah. This is with yeah the kiss itself, and it's like so fucking cool. The two years after this racist yeah, homophobic bullshit them. that I had, yeah. you know, uh, dealing with then, and now it's like, oh, not only that, but no, this is how we're gonna sell it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. It's so, like a gorgeous image, and. Yeah, I thought of so many young people while I was watching it, and I was like, "How am I gonna?" For the young folks that I know that like horror, I'm just like, "How? How do they? How do I get them?" To I need see to rewatch this? it. Yeah, I watched it a I'm long time ago. Sam, remember? Soon. Yeah, it's been a minute. I got to see it a long time ago. Sam, yeah. like, like, gave me a, an early. It's so like two early, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I need to see it again. It's he been sl- a while. He slipped a VHS into your mailbox. <laughs> he did. He got an eight track. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's available now. This, on yeah, it's off the show, Brian, and he still hasn't watched that. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah. So Super that's a good cute. opportunity to watch it with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with fresh eyes. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking good. By the way, I'm going to be watching American Horror Story for the first time this season oh, in like fuck. five years. What was the last season you watched? I started. Never, I started Asylum it. and never finished, oh, and I oh, never went early. back. Oh wow! So, but I'm watching it because of the slasher the, element. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what it looks it's like. It's not I just because wait. Gus is short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm more. I'm a more Matthew Morrison boy. Okay, especially with that big fake dong that he has you in his shorts. So <laughs> But the ads for it have been kind of super <laughs> underwhelming. Uh, but I can't wait. I think they they know what they're doing. Yeah, I stand. FX advertising for it is always good. Yep. Yeah, I just stand. I'm like, I know I'm going to watch it, even if it's not like Same. my favorite. Maybe and it'll be my favorite later. Who knows? Because I don't know I her name, but she played Candy on Pose. Angelica Ross. Yeah, and I'm Ugh. like all for her. Oh, so I'm like, yeah. Angelica. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. L- loving the crossover oh, yeah. between Pose and American Horror Story because Billy Porter was on last season. They okay. definitely they cast so well. Mm-hmm. I love that them. he like has a troop. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like he kind of is like, I got you, girl. We mm-hmm. killed you on this show. We'll bring you over to this other <laughs> show. <laughs> right. <laughs> and more images of like queer black men. Yeah, please. Like mm-hmm. in bed. Yeah. <laughs> like that pose. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm all for yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and love Angelica Ross. Oh, she's so, so great. Yeah. Jen, anything? This is going to be a weird one, but I just, I have a tradition with a couple of friends from my PhD cohort of going to watch Jason Statham and or The Rock movies. Uh So you got butts of both worlds. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) just went to see Hobbs and Shaw. Was it Hobbsy and Shawy? Oh my God. It's the most homoerotic movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. It's got to be really gay, right? Unbelievable. (laughs) The Rock in it? Well, it literally opens with like a split screen of them in bed. So it looks like they're in bed together, but it's a split screen. And then the whole movie, they're like obsessed with ass. Asses. They're constantly like <laughs> talking about going up each other's ass, and like there's they give each other like weird nicknames to play pranks on each other, and one's about balls, and the other one's about a dick, and it's just like okay. everything is sexual in this movie, and I, I don't know, and it's also really strange the politics of it uh, because it's sort of so you've got these two beautiful bald middle-aged man right uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then you've got idris elba who mm. sorry to say he kind of transcends <laughs> That's a noise yeah. i've never made before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about that. About that. i'll see him in anything honestly and he's the bad guy so it's sort of like oh. what the hell like sexy the bad guy, though. yeah but on the wire it was like complicated here oh. well here it's a I'm little like to hear you say that it is complicated it is Jeff Mormon, everybody <laughs> This is gonna hurt me. Yeah, like a chorus between you two. Okay, so but he plays this like neoliberal, like post-human villain who Uh. I'm gonna kind of spoil it here. Who in the end is sort of maybe just like a dupe. We realize that he Uh. he wasn't evil. He just. You know, it was misled maybe by corporate capitalism. I don't know. <laughs> but the weirdest part is that it's like it ends with a Samoan uprising 
using traditional weapons. They're like, fuck their guns because they have fancy future guns where they can just like take them (laughs) offline and they don't work. So they cut that. And so they're like, we're going to beat them without guns. So I was like, the politics of this are Mm. fascinating. It's like anti-colonialist, but I don't love the fact that like the bad guy is a black man. Like, why is that the face of neoliberal capitalism? Like, come on. I thought that was a cop out. I think that's really kind of my one complaint. Otherwise it was like a really entertaining, possibly offensive or possibly like intentionally campy homoerotic. You know, it's one of those where it's like mm-hmm. they're, it's either ha ha. What if they're gay know, right? or like it felt campy to me. I don't know. I don't know. It Is, felt, uh, you can spoil it to me. I don't, I don't think our audience will cut you there. Yeah, Is, is, is he possibly going to show up in another movie? I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Cause they have a habit in the fast and furious franchise of actually like, flipping characters from like bad to good. Yeah. It seemed like it could have gone that way, but he like dies. <laughs> so. Well, Michelle Rodriguez, <laughs> one, she died yeah. in like eight of the movies. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Maybe he'll come back. Did they bring Paul Walker back for this one? <laughs> no. Oh <my> <laughs> a hologram. Bum, bum, no. I mean, no. no, they didn't they bring him back yeah, after the did. dead for one of them already? Well, he was yeah. He had already filmed like 75% oh, of the movie. They so they liked... used his brother as a body double yeah, and then they yeah, used digital imaging for the rest of it. I just want to keep seeing him in movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. I want Joyride four or five. Yes. 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 I fucking love Joyride. Hell yeah, me too. Joyride is great. Me too. <laughs> Rusty uh, Nail. Rusty Nail. JJ Abrams wrote that. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, ready. it's time. All, all eyes have turned to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is round two of the Crimi Marathon. For those just joining us, Crimi uh, are these uh, 60s German crime films based on the novels of Edgar Wallace that are very early examples of like the slasher formula. Um, this movie we're going to be talking about today is part of my initial. Uh, overview that I'm doing before I dig into the uh, specifics. This is a 1964's Zimmer Dreizehn, which means Room 13. Um, it reteams director Harold Reinel and star Joachim Fuchsberger. Um, wow. I just, I don't know. You it's, love it's that. fun to say things. Um, this movie <laughs> yes. is out of control. <laughs> okay, basically, it takes place in this club in London called the High Low Club. It's like a burlesque club, but like an upscale one where like I don't know, members of parliament go to. Um, So there's this guy who's in parliament. He's being blackmailed by this uh, criminal who's just gotten out of jail um, over stuff that happened 20 years ago. You can hear the capital like (laughs) T-Y-A. Like they're always like, oh, 20 years ago, his wife was, you know, it's always, it's always something. You're like, oh, something's going on over here. Um, But basically this guy's back in town. He's blackmailing this uh, parliament guy. Um, and he's planning this train heist. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, someone is with a straight razor is just strap or just slashing up people kind of in the background. <laughs> um, but it's very, it's much more slasher heavy than the last one I talked oh, okay. about. It's definitely, it still feels like an afterthought, but it's definitely more present. And the first scene in the movie is someone getting slashed with a razor. So they're definitely mm-hmm. foregrounding, like, this is what's going to be happening. Um, it, again, um, that star is the guy who, if you remember last time, he basically snuck into a woman's house and started flirting with her. Uh, this time... <laughs> That's he, the best idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just sneaking in for a flirt. The fuck? Uh, 
he has not learned. Um, this time he's talking with the uh, with the parliament guy, and he hears someone in the room. He shoots through a curtain, only to realize that it's this man's daughter who lives in this house. He hasn't shot her, but he has shot down the curtain. He's like, oh my, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Would you like to go out? And she does refuse at first, but of course they fall in love, because that's how it goes. Um, the 60s were a hard time. Um, but anyway, this movie is simultaneously like kind of campy hilarious. There is a burlesque dancer who gets killed. Um, and during the investigation, they realize, oh, she's an undercover like vice agent because she's wearing the official underwear of the Scotland Yard. Oh. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they, you know, they had official like leather bodice pieces lying around at the Scotland Yard. Um, but yeah, no, it's very exciting. Um, I know I do get very stuff on when these are happening, but this movie really does have everything. Like, it has a train heist. It has a bunch of, like, Nancy stuff Drew on. antics with, like, she's taking a key out of, or she's trying to poke the key out of the keyhole and it's going to fall onto a newspaper that she slides under the door. And there's a guy who basically is playing Q from James Bond, who, like, you know, makes all the gadgets and everything. And he is the comic relief of this movie, but it's, you know, German. So he's he has this mannequin <laughs> named Emily who he's in love with and he just talks to throughout the whole movie. Sure. Um and she provides like one of the last lines of the movie where she's safe and he's like, "Oh, thank God." Um it's curious. It's fascinating. Curious. Um, I and think then, I've seen this one. No, that was is the it? real sex episode on HBO when we were kids <gasps> about sex dolls. That's, that's it. <laughs> well, say, is it Are, the? It's like the slasher where um, Christina Aguilera has to save the day oh by doing it with air rights. That, I knew this. I knew this was a joke. I didn't know what joke it was gonna be. Uh-huh. You knew it was gonna uh, be a singer from that era. Oh my god. Um, no, but then Cher was really good in this. <laughs> yes. Anyway, they thwart the train heist, of course, but the killer reveal reaches the it's sleepaway camp levels of ludicrous and problematic, but kind wow. not not in the same arena. Like, but just imagine that feeling of you're like, oh, this wouldn't fly, but it's fascinating. <laughs> um, I don't really want to say because I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend this movie. It's crazy. What was the like, name again? It's called Room 13. Room 13. It's streaming oh. on Amazon for like two bucks. And there's right. a really terrific English dub if you hate subtitles. Huh. <laughs> 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 Cute. No. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Every time I say something's cute, Michael cracks up. But I'm being genuine. I'm not being oh, She's the only person I know that says cute genuinely. <laughs> Like I text her something today and she's like, Oh, cute. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? I can see how my response, you might've thought I was playing, but no, I meant it. I know yeah. you did. Yeah. Yeah. I know that we've discussed. It's so nice to sit across from you. Is it? And, like, I, see bet. Your face. <laughs> mm. I bet. Okay. Feeling good. Yeah, I know. Okay. Got my hair cut. <laughs> Don't know how to act. <laughs> uh, why are we even here? I got a haircut too. Oh my God. I can tell when you walked in. Yeah. 
cutie pie. I mean, did you get one too? I did. Oh, oh my god, god. look how yeah. this is so bad. I feel, I Last week we all wore Fangoria shirts. This week, this week, haircuts. We haircuts. Very gay haircuts. <laughs> I mean, you have the gayest one. Though. Thank you. Yeah, I actually even like <laughs> brought a picture to my to the woman that cuts my hair and was like, Do this. The Wonder Woman, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, had it on my phone, was like, Do this, which is really good. I was like, Yes, one time I was showing a picture to my hair cutting person and I pulled it up, but it was a dick pic, and I was like, so that's not the haircut. <laughs> Scrambling. You're like, please don't like, make yeah. my head look like that. You don't want a landing um, strip on your head. <laughs> oh um, I showed my person a picture of me last year. So. <laughs> I was like, yes. I got this haircut This last is summer. my fashion idol. <laughs> <Yeah>. Love. <laughs> that's amazing. Do that every, did you imagine doing that every time? I really want this haircut and it's just yeah. a picture of yeah, yourself. Yeah, because that's the one I wanted. Yeah. I was like, uh, I had a haircut a year ago. That I want to look just time. like him. I want to look just like I did last summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a good one. Uh, um, okay. Well, we're here to talk about a movie. Um, and I know everyone's really excited about it because we get to talk about it with Jen today. Um, and the movie is called Bound. For me, stealing has always been a lot like sex. Just the dripping. Two people who want the same thing. They get in a room. They start to plan. It's kind of like flirting. You're having second thoughts. Oh, it's just like a mark. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the money. It's over two million dollars. <laughs> You're amongst good people here. I have a tattoo. Would you like to see it? <laughs> you know we would. <laughs> Do we have shady summaries? I I don't. This movie's uh-huh. perfect, so I don't even know what to say. I have uh, one. Yes, Do you have one? Yeah. Go, Go for, for it. it. Go for it. <laughs> um, a movie told from Gina Gershon's perspective leaves her POV for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. I noticed it does. that. Love it. <laughs> Mine is, my favorite part of Bound is Jennifer Tilly saying, Bound is on cable. Gina Gershon is fingering me <laughs> in Seat of Chucky. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Yes. That that's the reason I watch Bound, and another reason to love Seed of Chucky. Yes. Um, mine is I thought the thin bathroom walls in my apartment were bad, but it turns out it could be so much worse. <laughs> this isn't really shady, but I I was just gonna say the real crime is patriarchy, right? Yeah, yes. always, always, always that part. Also, um, just like last week, I do have one to share from our Facebook group, yes. Attack of the Queer Wolf Cat. Yes. Um, this one's from Carlos Rivera, and it's, love is only a finger away. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's- and basically everyone else, just like you, refused to give a shady summary because they're like, this movie is perfect. It's the lesbian Bible. Right. Leave us right. alone. <laughs> right. I forgot how quick the fingering action happens. Sometimes. Yeah. I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen this probably in 20 years. Mm. I was like, damn, okay. Um, so it was made in 1996, or mm-hmm, came out in 96. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you pick this film for us to talk about today? <clears throat> well, I didn't really pick it. You guys uh, mentioned it, but... Um, <laughs> well, okay, but because but Michael, you, why did you pick this film? Well, you were, you were featured yes. on the special features, right? Yeah, so I am indeed on the um, new okay. Blu-ray special features. Oh, cool. One of the... Me and B. Ruby Rich, which is pretty crazy, because oh. she's like a celebrity academic. Um we're kind of cut together talking about analyzing the film. So, oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That so so cool. I was excited to talk about it, but I, I have to admit I was a little confused because it's not a horror movie. 
It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But it needs to be it's talked a thriller. About. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's like close look, enough to like single white female. Like, that's like true. Lots of people die. Mm-hmm. You know? that's yeah, true. we look. Yeah, some we jump scares. We loosen the restrictions, especially for thrillers, especially if they're this fucking queer. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. he's gonna ask ten times. When that finger hit the floor, I was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They wanted to cut that. They like they were. It was suggested to them to cut that. Um, but they said it. They lost a lot of impact when he goes to threaten. Violet uh-huh. to cut off her finger, like without that finger bouncing earlier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You need to know he's capable Ugh, of it. Nasty, Ugh. nasty. Um, well, a question I have that I want you all to think about um, for later, but I want to know because earlier before the show, Jen and I were talking about <laughs> just like their Violet and Quirky's exchange and the flirtation and kind of like that that chance meeting of like someone in the elevator. I want to know the best pickup line you've ever heard that worked on you. Oh God, I have no idea. Okay. If you can think of one mm-hmm. or the best one that you've used that worked or mm. the worst one, I, I'm open to that. Mm. I can't think of either though. So I'm going to say like the dumbest one that's worked on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, just keep that to yourselves. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing, I think we need to talk about is Jennifer Tilly because that is the first thing I always need to talk about (laughs) (laughs) any given moment. Um, Mm -hmm. I want her to teach me how to gamble IRL, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but I love how much she loves this movie. Yeah, they both do. I was telling you guys before it started that um, there's an entertainment weekly interview with the two of them from just a month or two ago. And they are just still flirting with each other. Oh, the whole so interview. It's so cute. cute. I love they it. interact. Love it. They, do they interact a lot on Twitter together? I am not on Twitter really okay. at all. I feel I like no Jennifer idea. Tilly is like very active on Twitter and it's always so funny what she's posting or like super like sincere. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, Mariah Carey posted yes, that she that. really loved her performance and <laughs> oh, yeah. Broadway show. And Jennifer Tilly like went, no, wasn't and, it the movie bullets over Broadway? Yes. Thank you. And Jennifer Tilly was like, Oh my God, you know who I am. And Mariah <laughs> was like, Girl, of course I know who you are. Okay. So they started she's having a conversation. Icon. Yeah. What and I was like, hell? Mariah has oh. been popping off on Twitter. Did you see what she tweeted about the Clintons? Oh, yeah. No. What did she say? <laughs> she was like um, something about, you know, President Clinton and her husband, former President Clinton. <laughs> uh, That's good. Yeah. I love that you just said Yeah. Like I was like, ooh. I loved um, her tweet to Little Nas. Oh, and then say? his tweet back and then Bieber did like a really long one and he was just like thanks <laughs> <laughs> she tweeted to him about like congratulations on breaking mine and boys to men's record we had we oh. held it for a really long time and it's Gracious. really special you should be like super proud of your work blah 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 and he wrote back like you're I'm you're like an idol to me hero really sweet exchange and then like Justin Bieber like congratulate him and all he said was thanks <laughs> So the shade is so great. He was like, thanks. Wow. Um, I love it. That's, I would love to be that bitchy with that big of an audience. That sounds so fun. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Everyone was like, oh my God. Like, retweet. <laughs> but Twitter's awful. So anyway. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. Um, who's first time, who was, uh, who watched this for the first time? Uh, I really oh, wow. Sam. I know. Surprised. And I've seen Cita Chucky a hundred times, so you'd think it would have all ended up to one viewing a bound, but it didn't. 
Amazing though. How, how did you think seeing it? So a couple of things. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I didn't, I went in like not knowing anything. Like, so when, in the oh, first scene, okay. when I saw them in leather, I was like, wow. So did everybody in the nineties look like the matrix? So I pull out the Wikipedia. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> got it. This Makes is, sense. This is the prequel. It's in the universe. Just kidding. But, um, and then after that, the second thought was, uh, the sex is so much hotter than I assumed. I thought it was going to be, I just, I thought it was going to be kind of trash. No. This was like. Well, they, they brought in the consultant. It's a yeah, revelation. They had a sex, yeah, they like had they a did. sex educator. Like, Susie, uh, Susie Bray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, got real, real info to make it more realistic. I read that, um, it was supposed to look like, Corky's hand was going a lot further into Violet than mm. they, but they had to like uh, pull it. back. Yeah. Literally. Pull back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, she had a cameo in the Susie movie. Bray. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Or, yeah. So when they're going down the closet thing and it's like, she's talking about being inside her and we're at a close up of the stringy pool. Didn't it look like anal beads? That's what my first, the first <laughs> oh, shot yeah. I was like, Oh my yeah, God, yeah, this movie yeah. starts on anal beads. And yes. then we're it, literally in the closet and I'm like, okay, yep. here we go. <laughs> yeah. And it was nonstop from there. It was incredible. It's a lot of great, great shots. And so good. Jennifer Tilly is not a bad guy. No. And it's such, it's such a queer story. Like two women who barely know each other make an incredible commitment to each other (laughs) based on almost no information and really good sex. You know, that is (laughs) kind of a common (laughs) love story in movies. I've never like risked it all that early. Um, But yeah, it's like in the perfection. They're on the damn bus traveling. Uh Shitting everywhere. I don't know, man. We just met. Like, I, I don't know if I can commit to this. But yeah, them two. I definitely would have just taken the money and ran. Ob, I wouldn't commit to someone that I had like th- just that little slight lusty. What? I mean, that what sucks, it, though. She yeah, did it, say it, she it's could Jennifer see again. Tilly. Yeah. You know what? If 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 we are to assume that this was Violet's first sexual encounter with a woman. Like, are we supposed to? No, she, she says she, she's like, he knows who I am. Like about her, like John guy. <laughs> um, um, and she said she's like picked up girls before, I think, or at least implied mm. that she had. Yeah. I oh. think it's vague. I think it's okay. Unclear. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know it was earth shattering and whatnot, but like, I just refuse to believe that people will do all of that because of an orgasm, especially women who sleep with women because you one you know that someone else will make you come <laughs> also vibrators or like what or maybe like your orgasm isn't even the goal of sex but i just want one time and you're gonna do all that i mean i guess we've all done uh, more for it's less. more about the okay. connect yeah. yeah i don't even <laughs> they yeah that in- chemistry <laughs> Like, I did that shit for free, yeah. didn't I? They're instantly on each other's wavelength. <laughs> yeah, they have chemistry like they I've do. never had with anyone. No offense to my current totally. partner and anyone I've ever been with, but that, like, I would do a lot for that chemistry. That instant chemistry is a thing. Yeah. And it really can fuck you up. But don't yeah. you feel like... Good and bad. As you get older, you know that, like, that's a short wick. Oh, yeah, because yeah, now I'm like, do you have a really I'm good like, pillow? Yeah, you know, because I'm like, okay, cool, of course. What like, pillows do you have in now? your bed? What <laughs> sheets? What's the thread count? Is your tub clean? Yeah, like, because okay. that gets me hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but regardless, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, like this movie. It's hot. It's fucking well, hot. I yeah, I actually love that they get a happy ending, even yes. if it's yes. For sure. a little ridiculous, because it's like. Okay, so this movie's a neo noir. You know, like right. one of the things that I talk about on the Blu-ray is just if you look at the history of film noir, early noir, you've got femme fatales, right? And there's this idea mm-hmm. of them using their sexuality, but their sexual desire is a real. You know, they don't do anything for sex themselves. They mm-hmm. use their sexual, uh, their sex appeal to get what they want. What they really want is money, usually. Uh-huh. And then in the neo noirs, like body heat kind of deal, it's like they get to be sexual and they want sex, but. I think they're honestly kind of more misogynistic typically than the earlier ones because I think they just really show women's sexual appetites as dangerous. And mm-hmm. I don't think we're supposed to fully sympathize with them or whatever. So in this movie, it's just like we sympathize with them mm-hmm. and they don't get punished for their sexuality. Yeah. And I love that it's like more than just sex, you know, yeah. that it, they have this real connection. It's like – it's kind of like gun crazy, except mm-hmm. they both are equally, they're equals, you know? Like yeah. nobody's manipulating anybody except yeah, it's refreshing. <laughs> and, yeah. And they, they don't just get a happy ending. They get a Tom Jones happy ending. Yeah. They're like, he's the kind of girl you yeah, want. With the shades <laughs> being thrown on like as they're driving away. 100%. It's, it's a pure, it's like a sitcom ending. Um, and especially coming after, because we just watched Daughters of Darkness, which is another like mm. very sexy, very like beautiful movie. And it has such a grim ending for Countess Batori. Mm. Um, and I was just so happy that they got to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like neither fucked the other. Right. That's what I appreciate. Fucked Except they did. Yeah. Yeah. But like fucked each other over. Like they yeah, leave exactly. together. Their plan, they follow through on it. Like no one's a femme fatale. It right. sort of seems like maybe Jennifer Tilly's the femme fatale, but mm-hmm. it turns out she's actually more like a lesbian femme and femme fatale drag, uh-huh. you know? And I think it's, I think this movie is so well served by the fact that it, we didn't know this at the time, but it was directed by two like queer two women. women. Yeah. Yes. And I think only they at that time could have made this movie. Yeah. Um, cause it's so human. It, it, it's not objectifying them. It, it's about them as people making connection. It's so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a quote from a reviewer at the time. Cause a lot of reviewers, uh, I did a bunch of research when I was recording the Blu-ray stuff. Um, a lot of people at the time were sort of like, how did these two straight married men manage to make such a hot lesbian love story? And a lot of people pretty much were like, well, it's because of Susie Bright. Uh, there's this idea that the original script was kind of ham-fisted and uh-huh. you know not so authentic, we might say. So people ultimately just kind of attributed it to that. But it is funny to look at it now with the knowledge that it was made by two queer women and yeah. And the whole closet metaphor takes on this other, mm. you know, it's almost like they're coming out of the closet through this movie, kind of. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of, like, kind of veiled references to that kind of thing. Like, when Gina Gershon first shows up to that bar where the bartender is Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, I didn't know you were out. Like, just lots of lines like that. Yeah. Littered about. 
Yeah, so I just found this quote from a reviewer, Kelly Kessler, at the time said, the Wachowski brothers who refer to themselves as the married heterosexual brothers from the Midwest <laughs> succeed in producing a film that escapes the idealized or politically correct lesbian image while still presenting a strong and empowering one. And so everyone yeah. was just sort of like, how did they do that? No, look, and when someone's like, yes, I am a married heterosexual brother, I believe them. Yes. Yeah, but got him. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <clears throat> Ugh, I live for that. I, yeah, there's just no way women didn't make this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course women made this movie. Yeah, we were talking before everyone else showed up about how this movie is uh, special to me because it's pretty much the movie that made me realize I was queer. Oh, like, no kidding. I... I'm bi. And I think there's something about being femme and bi where you almost would not have to ever even acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I get hit on by men all the time. So like when you're talking about pickup lines, it's like Mm -hmm. I've never used a pickup line on anybody. You know, like I've never hit on anybody. It's just sort of the the path of least resistance is is men. And so I don't know, Uh watching a movie like this, I was suddenly like, oh. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) there's that too. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's interesting to me. I I think it remains. I literally teach classes on sex in the cinema. And so I know a lot about this. I swear this is still one of the best sex scenes ever recorded on film. I don't care what your sexuality is. I mean, yeah, it turned me on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we've talked about that on the show before, though, like how you're turned on for different, like various reasons uh-huh. and not just yeah. like sexually turned on. And I'm just like, I know this is this is really odd. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, like so happy, like that they're really enjoying themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it doesn't feel like because that had it been made by any other filmmakers, it probably would have felt like male gazy. Yeah. And like fantasy ish mm-hmm. by the director as opposed to like the being seen through the eyes of the characters in the movie, it would have been yeah. seen through the eyes of like a dude sort of getting off on what he's making. Mm-hmm. Like imagine Michael Bay making this movie. Oh, oh God, God. <laughs> They'd be in bikinis the whole movie. Seriously. <laughs> if they had clothes on at all. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I can appreciate like the fucking like sexiness of the two of them. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I think there's something about being queer where it's sort of like queer sex. I don't know. I think, gay male porn is super yes. hot yeah, yeah i've actually yeah. felt gayer like watching two mm-hmm. queer women really yeah. enjoy themselves sexually i was like yeah this mm-hmm. is really gay of me yeah mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah anything that breaks away from that norm and it's just it's delicious like look it's mm-hmm. a really good word i, I don't it thank is. you i don't yeah, see how you could not sweat through this entire movie <laughs> I, like, know. I mean for real well even the way it's like from the incredible sex scene to the like drum tight thriller that it becomes yeah. it is non-stop just firing on all cylinders all the endorphins yeah it Plus is. Chris Maloney. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, and that red suit. <laughs> I was thinking about him when you were talking about your film where um, the person shot into the curtain and missed uh-huh. the girl and how Chris was apparently super nervous about the shot that like goes between his crotch. <laughs> 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 uh, I love when he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really great. God. I put Donald Trump Jr. in him. 
watching that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's oh, the thing. It's that? like the men are so <laughs> yes. unsympathetic. The yeah. whole movie They're all is assholes. just, it's yeah. like. Not a single one of them is worth it. It's yeah. Just, throw them all out. Yeah. And throw them in the well, I told you before the show too, like my hardest hmm. thing with mob movies. And like you said, maybe it is the point. As, as I want everyone to die just so much quicker. Yeah. So, but it is cathartic to watch all those fuckers get their comeuppance. I love it that is. you said Jennifer Tilly in drag in uh in Femme Fatale drag because now I'm thinking about that last kiss when she goes up to him in the car mm-hmm. and she kisses his mouth like enough where she just gives it. It feels Mickey? like it could be sexy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at her and he leans in maybe just a tiny bit, but she's not giving him that because it's like yep. that's not what I'm here for. And that was her moment. Yeah. Like she is he performing Femme Fatale. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's totally what's going on. Yeah. Obsessed. Can you picture did I read that originally Jennifer Tilly tried out for Corky? Oh really? I can't picture it flipped at all. Right. Right. Because it seems like so it's perfect the way it is. And it's it's such a showcase for her too. Like when when Gina Gershon does leave the movie for quite a bit of the time, she's just chilling in the apartment Mm -hmm. next door, just kinda listening. And Jennifer Tilly is forced to be the crux of this whole operation Mm -hmm. and like cover all the bases well, she's essentially and- vamping the entire time yes. like, oh. <laughs> yes. it's funny there are multiple moments where um what's his name god i can't, Joe I can't remember any of the dudes Joe yeah caesar. um yeah caesar, caesar uh mistakes quirky for a man which is ridiculous because oh, yeah. oh, it's like yeah. she's not that butch come on but <laughs> but it's funny like she is sort of like the more butch character in this the mm-hmm. world of this movie and yet actually um, Violet is the one who's the most active. Like she's the one who mm-hmm. really seals the deal at the end. And in fact, um, we see actually it's Corky's body that is more kind of on display and getting pleasured. She's sort of like the receptive one. So it, it really kind of fucks with butch femme binaries. And I love that so much. Mm. They yeah. are, they're out there, especially oh, here yeah. in LA. Okay. <laughs> what was with that fucking tub though? Like what did the person do to oh the tub? Like you don't have a toilet? <laughs> you know, um what's the person's name who first uh share Shelly, the uh who was getting their head bashed into the toilet? That was Shelly, yeah. Shelly. Yeah. He actually got injured. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a really cool use of toilets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I actually had to rewind it two or three times to make sure I was, like, fully understanding what they were doing. Was that, I was that like, match cut? Yeah, because I thought for a second, I was like, did Gina Gershon cut herself? And then I was like, mm. no, it's just a beautiful, perfect cut that, like, yeah, it's like a match cut. And, like, step. blood slowly dripping in. And then, like, the coolest shot of the movie is actually still on the toilet. And you hear a sound effect, and it's like him getting punched or something, and you just see a spray of blood all over the toilet. I was like, oh, give me more of this. But it's just, it's like really pretty. It's like beautiful to see, and just like the way it moves around. I just love it. Well, the direction of this movie is so muscular and fabulous. (laughs) Like the the shot where um, Jennifer Tilly is calling Gina Gershon, and it kind of the camera kind of zooms around the curl on the phone. I mean, it's a lot of like. I love that. That's the shot you picked. But I love the shot of them coming out of coming out of the gun, following the at one point. Okay, no, but look, that's like that's tension. (laughs) Hey, but I get what you're saying. Let me bring up like an. A, sh- a shot you cannot argue with. Um, the <laughs> shot where uh, Gino Marzoni is shot and he slowly uh, falls to the yeah. ground. Yes. And it's that 
awful inevitability of recognizing that I have just done something that I can never go back from. Mm-hmm. And you're just watching him fall. And then it just makes that huge boom. And you're like, yeah. this is my life has changed forever because of this decision that I have made. Mm-hmm. And you're just in that slow motion moment. Yeah. When a lot of their camera work was reused in the matrix. Oh yeah. Like you realize like they were doing stuff in the matrix mm-hmm. before the matrix. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so cool. So the the paint yeah. that lands in the blood. Yeah. I mean the blood that lands in the paint. <laughs> uh-huh. What did I, I read something about how that came up when they were filming commentary and like the sisters didn't want to talk about it. Really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, what would be controversial yeah, about I, that? I don't know. Maybe it was like a choice that they didn't yeah. want to make. I don't know. Yeah. I mean it's the it's, sound effects at that yeah. at the end I was like wait a minute. Because I, again, watched it with earbuds in, so you hear everything, like, really, really closely. Mm-hmm. And it was some, like, that was, like, kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> You're really into this It was, plot. like, yeah. Well, no, it was, like, the paint yeah. landing on the ground. It made a sound. It, like, it wasn't just, like, liquid splashing. There was, like, a, like it's almost a like a, yes, it was, like, yep. there was, like, a texture to it. very wet. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah, exactly what it was. Yes. It was moist. The whole movie's wet. Yeah. <laughs> that trailer was wet. Yeah. 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 Hey, literally, just listening yeah. to it. Yeah. I will say the one thing that I knocks the movie blood, down like a point for me is that Gina Gershon does not wash her hands before fingering Jennifer Tilly um, <laughs> after fixing the, the pipes under the sink. And I was like, I would... Oh. I would cry. No, I would she, leave the room. She was wiping her hands. In that room, she like wiped her hands. Like, I, it look, was implied. I need soap. Okay. I need water. Okay. I might let it happen. I need a loofah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You might when you're young, and then mm. by the time you're 30, you're like, you know what? I've had, I've had, I've had BV like then nine so. times. Yeah. Purell please, again. Please wash your hands. <laughs> Take a shower. <laughs> so speaking of Gina and sex, I had known Gina Gershon only from Showgirls. So imagine oh. me watching this performance. That would be like if you only knew Lindsay Lohan from I Know Who Killed Me. And then you love put on movie. Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh, I love both. Trust. But like mind-blowingly different. Let's be real, yeah. though. Lindsay Lohan was never really that good of an actor. Parachute. Oh, come she on. Parachute. Parachute. I mean, she did two She's great in She's perfectly fine in Mean Girls, but like, she doesn't give this like earth-shattering performance. It's- I saw this meme today that showed her Mykonos video, her dance video. Oh, oh my god! And it was like all the white gays doing Zumba at home after they cancel their equinox. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, oh, that's so good. I know you love Lindsay. I actually really I so. love. I know who killed me. I actually Same. really I love, love that movie. I yeah. I, I've seen it maybe as many enjoy times the as hell out of it. more. Yeah, I it's, enjoy the hell out of it. That sex poster. scene, I, that is not this episode and I'm not going to go there, but I am just going <laughs> to say that sex scene where she like has only like, you know, she's missing limbs and she's just like smoking a cigarette and she's, it's just guys watch. I know who killed me. <laughs> she's <laughs> something else. Um, I really, sorry. No, don't be. Okay. You really what? I just, it really is a trip into your mind that you're like, f- okay, a uh, great American actress of our time. And Lindsay Lohan was the one that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to think of how far they, the camp falls, right? Cause like camp in Showgirls is so high. And the uh-huh. camp in I Know Who Killed Me is so high. Yeah. And I was trying to compare it to like something drastically different or drastically mm. different. I feel like this movie's kind of campy too. True. Yeah. There are. In a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in when they're in the elevator. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the di- through the dialogue and stuff, yeah. And almost, yeah, the the deliberate way when Violet 
shoots him at the end. It uh-huh. almost reminds me of like Divine and Pink Flamingo. Kind of just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like yes. very performative. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the humor is part of what makes it extra lovable to me. You know, like this yeah. movie's kind of lighthearted, even as it's so intense. All It's like genuinely uh-huh. super hot, genuinely pretty edge of your seat thriller, but also it's pretty funny the whole way through. And there are lots of little like in-jokes for queer folks too, especially in that bar scene. Um, you know, I love that Susie Bright's there. I feel like when you think of other gay bars and i mean first of all there are hardly any ever but if you see them it's like cruising where everybody's like terrifying you know um (laughs) or or whatever like this is just a bunch of women who like women hanging out at a bar chilling out and making comments i i wrote one down i don't have it on the top of my head but um making comments where it's sort of like yeah that is what people might talk about you know yeah, well, they one. used actual San Francisco dykes. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is so cool. I love that. Yeah. And it shows yeah. cast queer people as queer people. Right. It yes. reads. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the authenticity comes across. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cagney and Lacey reference. That yes. was the thing I was thinking. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I like what you, uh, Sam, said earlier on Twitter today um, when someone – I didn't even read the whole it was thing because I couldn't even digest it. But, like, basically – how do I walk over all these eggshells to make sure I don't, you know, offend anybody? <laughs> and Sam's like, mm, white men should play white men. That's it. That's it. That's the whole tweet. <laughs> it's like, can somebody get me a list of all the ways to be politically correct? It's like, that's the list. <laughs> white guys play white guys. Yeah. Do it. Like, yeah, like, what is he even saying? I saw that and just like started laughing. I wanted to be, I wanted to reply to your tweet and be like, Chris only qualifies for douchey white guys. Cause that dude's such a douche comedian. Guys, I had to Google who he was. I yeah, didn't even he had his own I just see shit like that in the check mark and I'm like, I'm going to retweet this fucker. <laughs> Cause no. Just like, no one's offering you shit, dude. Go yeah. away. <laughs> What's he so concerned about? I don't know. Go do your bro stand up. Like 95 million other dudes that do the same exact act as you. But speaking of in jokes, I do want to say my favorite part was when Jennifer Tilly was like, not lightly reading Gina, but she was like, uh, she gets her coffee, like her coffee black. And she's like, assumed it would be that yeah. you know and she and says she, that about a beer tr- and she says it about the yeah. beer she says she drives a truck she's like thought mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> just like i got your number girl <laughs> yeah oh and how about the line where she's like oh on the inside you're gonna say you're just like me yada 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 she's like i'm not just like you i'm smarter than you <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty upfront with her yeah 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 they have such great banter. They do. I love when you when you have a female character who you think is going to kind of be the stereotypical opposite in these movies. Yeah. Like another movie we covered where the main character was kind of like that was the Stepford Wives. And I mm. love that about that movie. And I love that about this where they kind of set you up to go, okay, I know what character I'm getting. And then like yeah. one of the first thing they say is almost like a fancy way of being like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, okay, this is different <laughs> than I'm used to. This is great. Yeah. 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 That's it. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, like, we expect her to be a femme fatale to kind of go back to that. And the coolest part, I think, is that they seem to have this really anti-hierarchical relationship, you know? Like, they seem to be very 
equal, which to me is a complete rejection of like patriarchy and capitalism and everything that uh, they are actually bound up with at the beginning uh, of the movie. Okay. You know? like, you know? Well, she's so smart. Her character is really smart because yes. she really knows what tone, mood, and like even just look to have at any given moment to get through the situation she's in. Because mm-hmm. she'll play like the demure wife to Caesar, but then she'll like get in his face and start screaming at him. Yeah, that's you know, true. like there's like no, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't want to say. <laughs> Like there's a consistency in the in, in the like inconsistency. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, yeah, she's a a person. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the thing I take away from this movie is like Jennifer Tilly played an actual like fully fleshed yeah. person, a full character, yeah, yeah. and then like a huge mm-hmm. arc, yeah, like many of them in a way. Yeah. So I just hate her fucking husband too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're meant to. Yeah. You want? Yeah. You're supposed to want him to lose. Yeah. Chris yeah. Mooney with hair threw me. <laughs> he could throw me. Like, <laughs> he could fucking throw me anywhere. Also, just the smallest bit into Joey Paints in this movie when he's ironing the money shirtless. You know, the ironing the money was hot. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, I feel that. The watching it, hanging it, ironing it. I would do it. that yeah. with every bill, the, too. And the, the sound, the money counter. Oh, yeah. All of that. They made the oh, money hot. hot. Oh, listening yeah. to the sound all night. Yeah, of money. money. I could. <laughs> would love to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I'm in. I'm like, should I iron my non-existent dollars? <laughs> I just think cash is so gross. It is. Fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. Seeing it, I'm like... But he washed it first. So. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> the cleanest cash ever. I, I do have a question about the sex scene wherein specifically Jennifer Tilly is fingering Gina Gershon. She's got those nails... How, no, 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 no. Because the the joke that I hear a lot is like, "Oh, lesbians have short nails because you want to like be yeah. able to finger or whatever." How are we? It's is this? Is it, it fine? Is, it's yes, it's good. We're good. It's femphobia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, first of all, anyone who makes that joke, I please go look at your man's hands. I know he's got those raggedy ass <laughs> nails right now. When you let him calluses touch you. on the tips. For, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's totally femphobic and. If people are still curious as to how they can penetrate another person while they have long nails, there are many YouTube videos yeah. you and gloves, gloves with cotton balls. Mm-hmm. Hire a sex worker to teach you. Like, yeah, yeah. you. It is all things are possible Good. through Christ. <laughs> Whoa, that's an acronym for like cotton balls. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> cotton balls, hands. Wow. Um, okay. Okay, I do actually yeah. think there is a little bit of femphobia in the film. Like, I think really? Porky okay. is a little bit femphobic. She kind of tosses off some line, although maybe that's just part of their banter. Um, I think the main thing for me is that the movie is, I think, a little bit biphobic. Um, I think it, mm-hmm. it can't imagine the possibility of bisexuality. Like, one of the things Violet essentially has to prove in order to win mm. Porky's love and trust is that she mm-hmm. specifically doesn't like men. But she actually likes women exclusively. And I don't know. I, I think there's so much like bi erasure in our culture mm-hmm. anyway. And like critic, nobody thought anything about bisexuality. It's same with like Brokeback Mountain. Everybody talks about it as like the gay cowboy movie. But it's like, no, I think we could definitely talk about what their sexuality might be. I think Ennis in particular might very well be bi, you know? Right. Um, and so obviously I'm bi. So I have. 
a bit of a bone to pick about yeah. this. But and you should. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do think there's I, I see that a lot where it's sort of like the the film just can't imagine queerness unless it's soul, you know, monosexual. Same sex uh-huh. desire. That's it. Yeah, I'm trying to find what I read about Quirky's character and how, um, you know, she was like trying to serve some some James Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! But someone, uh, yeah. I'm trying to find what I read because they're like, you know, they didn't want her to be too butch, hmm. and she's like, I'm not even like thinking about a dyke. I'm thinking about James Dean. Mm. And I'm like, first of all, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So from that entertainment weekly interview, um, she says that first of all, her agents didn't want her to do the film. And she was told you're ruining your career. We won't let you do this. And she basically was like, fuck you. I'm doing it. And left her agents over it. She says, Um, she's coming right off showgirls and she was ultra femme in that. And so she says, I cut all my nails and hair off and started boxing. (laughs) I'd been dancing for five months. So I was so floaty and I wanted to be in my body more like a boxer, Marlon Brando, Monty Clift, Robert Mitchum. I went to all those guys. So apparently that's, also, she was channeling. Huh. It's definitely throwing some mask energy out there. She's like, serving Rocky. She's serving James Dean. <laughs> she's serving Inspector Gadget when she takes that earring out. And oh, yeah. God, the earrings. Thank you, God. It's a huge-ass earring in that yeah, train. She has oh, 19 of them. <laughs> she knew exactly which one to that lock, too. She can't. Just, too. They're, they're, they're lockpick earrings. That's what they are. Yeah. Wild. It's genius. That's I got a question thing. about her character. Corky? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we like her barbed wire tattoo? Yes. Yes. I actually really hate it. Yes. <laughs> See, my problem with the battle axe tattoo, that one was me. I know the so many wire? douches Wait, in the are 90s you talking that about had the labrys? The labrys, yeah. yeah the- well, the cross. I, right, I know what it is. Just yeah. like the arm cuff. <laughs> Because it is, I mean, that is, it's just such a dikey tattoo. It's so yeah, 90s, it too, to me. Yeah, I live. <laughs> I live. Okay. I have a question for you two. Um, specifically, something that you kind of touched on that's something that I'm not personally familiar with. Um, something that, sorry, something that I'm familiar with is the idea that in a gay relationship, the top is more like preferable than the bottom because just in the sense of like, oh, they're more value. I, look, I don't agree with this and I despise every second like of it. Societal yeah, the societal ideas, things yeah. of the idea of like the bottom is the quote unquote woman because they're the receptive partner. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're inferior. Is there a butch femme dynamic of like a value system that's similar to that um, in like specifically lesbian relationships? I think what you were talking about, well, what I took from what you were saying is that when they show Quirky uh-huh. as like receiving that they kind of like break down. A lot of people assume that the masculine energy is one of like penetrating and Uh like pursuing and being aggressive and initiating. And so that's what I took from what you were saying that is that they play with that idea, but I, Uh I don't, I don't know exactly what you're asking. Are you asking I mean, like the equivalent of bottom shaming? Like, like yeah, like is there is there an yeah. equivalent of that? Well, what I would say, and let me put my professor hat on. For yes, this, please. My gender studies professor hat um, is that 
patriarchy is hierarchical, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and so, like, homophobia is definitely bound up with misogyny as well. Yes. And so, you know, anything feminine is devalued. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're the feminized man, it's sort of like you're giving up part of your masculine privilege almost, and there's something extra deviant about that, according uh-huh. to a society that values masculinity and domination above all else. Yes. Um, so, I think... For men, it's maybe more pronounced because I think our society has more of a tolerance for ladies loving ladies in the sense that it's like fetishized, it's eroticized, it's for male consumption and and whatever. So I think mostly mainstream society doesn't think about that in relation to women at all. Women are imagined to be just like scissoring, right? Not Uh like like somebody dominant. But within queer culture, I absolutely think femphobia is real. Um, it's not everywhere, but I do think there's fems are somewhat looked down upon as often not queer enough or, mm-hmm. or something. It's mm-hmm. more like that. Okay. And I, I had read also that um, in terms of the sex scene, they had wanted, um, you know, cause it's fingering and they were like, we don't want to do the boring, like cunt, nor- typical cunning, link, cunning, cunning, I can't say the word. That's how good I am. I can't even say the word. Um, And I'm like, oh, it's interesting that I'm like, is that the, like, what does the male gaze usually go for? They want to see oral first, like fingering, because I actually felt like the fingering or just like the dynamic of like giving and receiving is actually more kind of boring like or it's not the end-all be-all it's mm-hmm. and that's not the to say that that sex act sex act is boring i just you mean like in terms of like a penetrative sex act? yeah and i'm like i think a lot of people or like women who love women regardless of the kind of genitals that they have penetration may not be any part of their sex life yeah. whatsoever uh-huh. mm-hmm. um so i don't know what my point was but it's interesting. Yeah. Well, and their sex scene it, from the outs- from an outside perspective felt like a release of a valve because they'd already been fucking mentally for like an hour. Yes. I mean, it was like watching that. It was like, <laughs> yoink. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter what the act would have been. It was like full waterworks, Agreed. at least yeah. from the outside in. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think actually, so my dissertation was actually about porn, um, women who direct porn. And so I have a whole chapter on (laughs) on queer and lesbian porn and bi porn, whatever. Um, and yeah, I think the, the trope of girl on girl, as opposed to actual dyke lesbian, you know, produced porn, the main idea is you have two women and they're doing very feminine things and it's not very (laughs) penetrative and maybe they'll take out a dildo, but like, you know, mostly it's, yeah, it's fingering, it's cunnilingus, whatever. And then a guy often will just like show up in the scene and sort yep. of take out, you know, like in a lot of uh, the sort of girl on girl action is like not the main event in, in most movies, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if that really contributed in any way, but that's what I No, it's interesting because I look at it as like what you were saying earlier. It's kind of like your, your bisexuality or your lesbianism or girl on girl action. Yeah. Like it, in a lot of ways, normally in film and stuff, it actually doesn't belong to the women. No. It belongs to the man watching. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's why there's no authenticism. And I think there is. There seems to be. I remember watching girl-on-girl porn in college with, like, fucking my roommates, which is, like, the gayest thing you can do. <laughs> and it was always, like, it was usually, like, oral sex. 
Yeah. Because I think that's like the... Which is great. It's but great, like, but it's like yeah. the, it's like what they think the man wants to see as opposed to what the two women actually want to do with each other. Yeah. Um, so, but sometimes the people in the porn are actually queer. Like a lot right. of women who do girl on girl porn are like, yeah, I really am bi. And I feel like you can tell. Like Belladonna is somebody who oh, I interviewed. I and I was like, I feel like Belladonna. I brought this up in the last episode too. Yeah, I think you did. But- I'm like obsessed with her. But yeah, yeah like same. she has this amazing scene in some movie that's definitely marketed to a primarily straight male audience. But it's like she just sits on this woman's lap and makes out with her for 10 minutes. And it's the hottest thing I've ever seen. It's that's just great. like – yeah. yeah, you can so see you that can in tell. gay porn too. Yeah, man on man porn, you can tell yeah. sometimes when it's like, okay, that dude's gay for pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a question for you because from an academic perspective, because I don't know like the noir genre um, very well, and I don't know. Do you? Is this going to? Well, let me ask the question and then I'll see. Uh, Give but <laughs> I feel like she's uh, Gina's character is practicing so much restraint, but she's the like quote masculine one, and we're talking about presenting gender, yeah. and it's like instead everything she like they're chemistry build is all about her resisting until she finally gives in is that like characteristic of the genre or is that a queer or Mm. more of a queer element that's brought to the film well i do think that is a trope from the genre sort of the man but it would be the man because i have zero restraint so i'm watching this like whoa okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think you're right like it's not as much of an issue because yeah the men are usually more immediately sort of drawn into the web of the woman's sexuality in a lot of noirs. But I do think sometimes the trust at least Mm, has to be mm -hmm. built up and then they get, of course, screwed over, whereas that doesn't happen here. Um, But yeah, I do think the movie is more complicated than, than Jennifer Tilly is the woman and Gina Gershon. You know, like I think it really plays with those. I think the movie takes a lot of the tropes. Yeah. And doesn't parody it. It like really, really satirizes it, it yeah. and queers it up. Yes. And it takes like, yeah. even in some of the dialogue, which I think we mentioned is like, I don't want to say hokey, but kind of to like the, like typical, mm-hmm. but it's on purpose mm-hmm. because they're actually like by doing something that you're used to seeing, but seeing it in a different way, it automatically becomes new and it becomes fresh and it's read differently. So like in a way it's like, kind of what you were saying earlier it's like kind of like saying fuck you to the patriarch because <laughs> they're giving that dialogue to two women who aren't fucking each over fucking each other over at the end of the day yeah yeah know. and pretty cool and there's the idea of they kind of do demolish the idea of the power differential there mm-hmm. um in the sense of like well personally i hate thinking of relationships as having someone to be in power because i think everyone like it, it sh- i mean unless that's a specific thing that you like consensually are creating together but like in the idea of like someone tells me what to do and i have to do it because they're my person i i'm not into that um and i like the kind of authenticity to them in the sense of like i'll I'll say like they kind of share they kind of take turns of who has the hand on the wheel in a scene or in the, the literal job um they both kind of bring their skills and their personality and their personhood to an equal playing field. And they kind of swap off, you know, who's in the driver's seat. Yeah. And it just, it destroys everything. And I'm into it. I also like the quirky is trapped in the closet for like, 
either the whole movie or yeah, <laughs> how you look at it. Literally but actually, all that too. like Violet is the one who has to come out of the closet yeah. in order mm-hmm. for the plot to work. You mm. know, like this movie is obsessed with the closet. Oh, yeah. So then, mm-hmm. yeah, like looking at it, like the Wachowskis maybe actively in the closet in that, you know, like. Yeah. I just love how things that we do before we know line up. Yes, always, right? It's so comforting and so encouraging. Mm. Yeah. We're all just doing our best, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Did anyone think of pickup lines? Oh. (sighs) I can't remember any. I heard one once and it worked on a girl that I was with and I thought it was really funny. And all it was was like a dude going, do you like grilled cheese sandwiches? She she immediately did that. And they talked for like the next three hours. Oh, I hate that I laughed. She thought that was so just dumb and really funny. (laughs) I can't think of any that happened to me. As somebody who likes grilled cheese sandwiches... I like that. Yeah, I kind of like be that. be like, do you have one near yeah. you, you right now? Yeah, are you Otherwise, don't bring it up. Do you have a George Foreman in your back pocket with one in it? <laughs> I do have a food-related one. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't really a pickup line as much as, like, I thought this guy was really cute. And he was wearing – he had a, a bracelet that was a fork. And uh, we were, it was me and a bunch of strangers. And we were at Denny's. I was like, oh, I like your bracelet. And he picked up a fork off the table. And he picked up my hand. And he made it into a bracelet Whoa. around my wrist. Oh. That's pretty hot. So, of course, I – immediately fell in love (laughs) and now he has a restraining order (laughs) no actually now we hadn't seen each other in 17 years then we got coffee this week so crazy how stuff happens right yeah did he make you another fork bracelet he didn't i actually didn't even remember it until just now i have to bring it up yeah ask him for a forklet (laughs) yeah forklet time wow that's pretty great yeah he was you were like a teenager when I were y'all ravers. Yeah. I was, like, I was uh, a raver. Move. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it was. So. <laughs> Actually, I didn't think I had any, but I suddenly remembered one from the two of you talking. Yes. Um, I was working the booth for Fangoria at a convention like forever ago, like six years ago. Um, and this, I, I used to wear a lot more colorful things and I'm trying to build that back into my wardrobe. Um, but I just, I grew out of most of the colorful things. So, and clothes are expensive, but anyway, <laughs> um, so I was dressed very colorfully cause that's what I like. I like a bold pattern. I like to sear the eyes. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so basically this other guy walked up to the booth and he was also not wearing like the horror uniform, like the black t-shirt, the jeans, whatever. And he was like, Oh, you don't look like you belong here. And I was like, Oh, really? And he basically, (laughs) he basically was like, well, you're colorful and everybody else isn't. And that's just not very horror-y. And I immediately kind of, dug into him i was like color and horror is very essential have you ever seen suspiria let's talk about <laughs> this wrong one um and it, i get i guess look i was true i was pissed off um and it didn't even <laughs> register like to me that he was flirting with me because it was it was rude um <laughs> But basically, he came back the next day and asked my coworker um, if I was coming back, and I was not. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that anyway. sounds kind of nice. <laughs> I don't know. No. It, it, anytime someone has yeah. said to me, you don't look like you belong here, oh, it's yeah, never been a good true. experience. You're not, you're not like the other girls. You don't look like you belong here. I, I don't. I'm not suave. 
so I don't like have a line. But also, y'all, Brennan's boyfriend is in the room right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh. I just want. Hey, Sergio, how's it going? <laughs> um, but also, back in the day when I was a freshman in college, I I wore a claw ring, which is the oh. Irish uh, ring that's that uh, Angel gives to Buffy. If you've seen that, yeah. oh my gosh, um, it's the ring. It's basically an ancient relationship status. Like there's a heart with flip a point. It, yeah, if you flip it one way, yeah. you're in a relationship. Yeah, if the points the point is facing in towards your body, <laughs> that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. means like uh, someone's holding your heart. That Those are a like, big deal where I where I grew up. We had purity rings where I. Oh grew god, up. fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, if it's facing outward, that means like you have your heart to give to the world. Oh um, god. And of course, I got it because of Buffy. Um, but the thing is, because <laughs> you're a game boy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I did. I had a life size poster of David Boreanaz in my room for too long. And Sergio can attest to that. It frightened him many a time. <laughs> um, but basically, someone, you know, if you have something on and someone's talking to you, they'll be like, oh, what's your ring? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, here's what it is. And like, in the explanation, it's like, yes, I'm single. Look at this. Come talk oh. to me. Mm. Um, so you had a prop. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I just, I loved the ring. My friend got it for me. And, but look, it's, it's useful. It was versatile. Mm-hmm. Cute. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I can't think of any. No. Yeah. Um, I've been out of the game for a while now, so I don't remember how to date or like meet people. It's real. Yeah. No one really knows how. Michael, it's yeah. so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Girl, I know. Um, one time I was in Indianapolis and I came out of Kroger, a grocery store, and uh-huh. this man swore up and down that I was Jill Scott. Like, I cannot tell y'all how convinced he was that I was Jill Scott. He's like, I want to take you to dinner. Like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't let him take me to dinner at like some like steakhouse in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those little like suburban, uh-huh. like there's a Chili's, like there's an Olive Garden. Yeah, you yeah. know? And to, I know to this day, I mean, maybe he doesn't think so anymore. Such a I'm sure someone was like, yo ass did not take Jill Scott to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but he might still be out there and think that he I took Jill he Scott is. to dinner. And I, I hope really he tells hope everybody. He and we had a great time. Um, <laughs> he, you seemed, he seemed very confused that I did not want to go home with him. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, I've got shows coming up. <laughs> I'm so busy. Uh, what did I eat? A steak. Well, what kind? I mean, I don't know. What's your favorite steak? You know, I, like I feel like I am not even someone who knows the different cuts. Mm. Different? No, I'm like, oh, there's steak. I like yeah, to cook. It's, it's like a I, brown square. Like, <laughs> I like to cook, so I like I like a good flank steak. That makes sense. You do like to cook. Mm. But, yeah, I'm like, oh, there's a steak option. It's kind of like um, in the office when Meredith says that she'll take the ribs or whatever is more expensive than red. <laughs> you know? right. Actually, I don't think that's what Meredith said. Something along those lines. And I'm like, yeah, uh, give me the steak. I don't know what a cut. A, a I, I like know. the princess cut. I ain't shit. Like, I don't, I'm like, I, I don't know. Shit. I have no idea. Michael, I'll cook you a nice flank steak. Okay. With a salad. Oh, you're so mm. sweet. And, and a dong of bread. And a dong of bread. <laughs> any other stories? Jen, I any good ones? That, so, I've gotten a lot of like really stock pickup lines and mm. like one time it was actually very confusing. I was at <laughs> like a, a concert of some sort. Um, and I was trying to go to the porta potty, you know, I was like walking across this big group of people and this guy was like, Oh, did you hurt yourself? And I was like, oh, what? No. 
<laughs> I didn't. Uh, and he's like, did you hurt yourself? And I was like, God, I, falling from how? Home. Yeah. And, like, it, but it took like multiple because I would just like, was not oh, picking no. it up. Dude, give it up. was like 20 years ago. So it was just like, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. So that was awful. It did not work. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes and walked away. But. My first boyfriend, I actually <gasps> met at a mall. So to take it yes. back to Stranger Things 3. So into it. Auntie Anne's? No. Yes. We met nice because we were pretzel. both buying the same Kasingle. Okay. It was Coolio's Fantastic Voyage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you both uh, buying? Wow. <laughs> 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 and he like came up to me after. I don't know what he said, but it was something like, oh, you like Coolio too? You know, something like that. And that worked. <sighs> And we dated God, for like I just a year. like love the idea of like two hands going to the same table <laughs> yes. and then panning down and it's fantastic for it. Yes. <laughs> very embarrassing. Oh yeah, no, uh, that's no. amazing. Uh, well, you know what time it is. Yeah. Does it get a pride float? Yes. Then and now. What do you think? Yeah. Yes. A very wet pride float. <gasps> it's just it's covered in white paint, slip and slide. <laughs> yeah. It's just a pool. Or that bloody toilet. I'd be into that. Oh God! I'm just imagining a network of pipes like that old screensaver, oh. and they're just all dripping. Oh. Just if this pipe float doesn't have the money strung up all over, oh, yeah. like, like some drag like queen a, ironing bills, yeah, I, yeah money that is, that is my pride float. And it's like yes. our clothesline, yes, drying and then and <laughs> Violet and Quirky are definitely on the float. Yeah, of yes. course, yeah. to all of us. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a giant like money shot. I love a good pride float. Perfect movie. It could we could just be a water park also like a full like the year bound round. water yeah. park like <laughs> oh, I would go <laughs> self liquefied uh, yeah. oh no too far there's a whole water sports section <laughs> into it yeah into it yeah into yeah. it fuck yeah you have to pick the lock though if you want to get in yeah <laughs> oh yeah. my god those it's like an escape room and they count how many you're wearing <laughs> if you're not wearing enough you're cracking me up though looking at those earrings because they just looked so queer yeah. oh earrings, yeah you know 100%. like anything that rufio would wear <laughs> in a hook like that is a lesbian earring if i've ever seen one. Oh, that's amazing <laughs> oh i live Thank you so Jam. much for being here. Thank you. Come back. Oh my God. Come back anytime. Thank you. I love Let us know when here. you visit. Yeah. Because we'll I have will. you in. Thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for the last episode and for sharing so much with us. Yeah. We're so lucky. Honestly, I have to say, when you were in the last time, I think you inspired us to share more on the show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, you really did. Kind of helped set the table for like what we're going to be covering. Like that kind of topics we're going to be able to dive into. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Thank special. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. love talking to you guys. So uh, thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. And good luck with your move and at your new job. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'm sure you're going to be awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, where can people find you on? Do you want people to find you on social media? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just. So I actually have three Instagrams. That's ridiculous. I have one that's private, um, but and that is my main one. Um, but I have a fashion gram at Fashion Minded Professor. Um, High <coughs> recommendation, and, by the way. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just promote my podcast. So yeah. uh, on Instagram, it's at When Animals Attack Pod. Um, and we are technically on Twitter, but I have not tweeted in like three months. I don't, I never use it. It's at Animal you're, Attack you're Pod. Um, 
Facebook group as well. I think it's facebook.com slash animal attack pod. And if any listeners have any animal attack stories, please hit us up at one animals attack podcast at gmail.com. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, also highly recommend the podcast. Like I said last time, it stresses me out so much, but I, it's, <laughs> the stories it's great. can get intense, but sometimes they're fun. Like we oh, did yeah, dolphins it's a delight. last time. Dolphins are super queer and very horny. They try to have sex <laughs> with people. Like they're very regular. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Nice. yeah. They they're salty. They are. Yeah. Dolphins scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Like when people, if like, I oh, see a fin in the water, and... first of all, uh-huh. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second yeah, of all, they can kill, right. They can <laughs> yeah. kill sharks. I'm not, they want to rate me. Like I'm not really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. kind of a lot. Well, this episode would We're not make me feel better about it. Dolphin on the Supreme Court in like three years. <laughs> wow, Retweet. hot take. Uh, I got a pee, so you can find me at Michael Ken Ken on Twitter. Okay, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sam Weinman. And, uh-huh. and watch the Quiet Room oh, on yeah. Shutter. On Shutter. I want to watch it. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, sorry. I uh, I was just thinking. I was just remembering the quiet room. I was basically going to start playing it in my head, and I was like, "Oh, I still need to finish a podcast." Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod. You can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brens. You can find my crimmy reviews at AlternateEnding.com. Awesome. That's it, y'all. Have a good one. Bye. Good. Yeah. Bye. We, should we make a sign off, or do we? Should we just keep like not signing off? I have no idea. Be like, and until next time, keep, you know, destroying the binary. <laughs> yeah, I don't Got know that, about that one. Yeah, I think that house mix, beat drops, and yeah, oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, it's, good. it's cutting us off right now. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.